For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're back it's the horns up talking texas podcast fisher dj nikki snacks crowder the quan cosby our voices are shot you could hear it in mine i probably maybe <laughs> sa- i lose mine easy so maybe sound the worst of the three of us we are the number three team in the nation in the final college football playoff rankings we are going to the sugar bowl against the washington huskies we absolutely took care of business whatever happened in georgia bama did not matter whatever happened in florida state louisville did not matter we won so emphatically against texas tech the day after thanksgiving last week we won so emphatically in the big 12 championship we played our way into the number three spot in the college football playoff it was it's just an unbelievable feeling Quinn winning the bell from the Undertaker, the SEC chance. <laughs> that was the coolest was thing cool. I've ever. Coolest award ever. My son about that. He was like, "What?" Coolest award <laughs> I've ever seen. Fan. Who? Who is it? I love love wrestling. Coolest award <laughs> we've ever seen, and the SEC chance, the booze to the Big Twelve commish. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, so, dude, listen. Can I can I talk yeah, about that real it. quick? Because those boos may have been louder than Manning coming in versus Texas Tech. It was – he. so, guys, and I sent you all the picture of me being down there. Oh, yeah. He had a microphone. I'm 15 yards from the stage. I couldn't hear him talking. He couldn't hear himself talk. He couldn't hear – he started getting flustered. Started oh, yeah. And the great guy that he is was like, oh, go guys, let's let – but hey, let's be real. He brought every ounce of that on himself. 100%. You are the Big 12 commissioner. You should not. It's one thing to talk smack about your schools because that should never happen. It's another to the schools that have essentially made the Big 12 more money than any other schools. And it's not even close. And it's so yeah. it's just dumb, you know. So ultimately, dude, to your point, it was um, – Josh, it was pretty epic, brother. It, it was uh, – it, it was a, it was a homecoming because there was a little bit of Halloween orange in there, but in Jerry's, you know, I think it was ninety thousand that ended up showing up. Yeah, they sold out. Uh, Seventy five was Longhorns. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 he deserves every little ounce ounce of that, of course, and he looks super flustered from what I saw on TV. But it's like if Roger Goodell openly roots against a team in the NFL, right? We know he roots against the Patriots, obviously, but like right. openly, like comes out and says it, then that's almost a fireable offense. It really like, is. Sure, you can't you can't be biased when you're ruling over a an entire conference, and 
you know, like, as you mentioned, Texas has brought in the majority of your revenue and value to your conference. So it is a, a nice little parting gift for him. He looks super awkward out there, but yeah, man, this is a, an exciting time. I'm glad that you got to experience that out in the field queue. Man, it really was. And, and kudos. And I have, I can't stop because I was fortunate enough to get down there because of President Hartzell, Kevin L. Tide, CDC, Nancy. Bra- I mean, dude, we're in, and, I, and I told CDC this. I'm actually tough on CDC. I'm real tough on CDC. Uh, we've talked about that. I said, CDC, damn it, we're in a good place, dude. I said, we, we really are in every sport. Um, football was kind of the one. We won a director's cup when football wasn't where it is now. So ultimately, now that football, hey, Rodney Terry came up to to the you know the stands and he said what's up to the bosses and so, dude, it was um, and and let's be real, happy for Sark. Sark's great. Want him to do well. It has everything to do with the players. The Jay Witt, Jay Witt, you came back for this. Ford, you came back for this. Big game. You know he had a great game. You know these seniors and these guys who've never even experienced anything like it. To sit there and watch them like kids in a candy store, that, that's what you want, man. That's what you come to Texas for. So fire it up. And kudos to the damn committee for getting it right. They got it I, right. I, I love Florida State. I go back to the Dion days, man. And I love for Peter Warwick days. Mm. But there's no Dion or Peter Warwick on that field. And ultimately, when you're when you're top dog, I went, I missed two national championships because Cole got hurt. It was a different era, but it still factored in. Now they did go undefeated, and we get all of that, but for a product, protect. for a product, yeah, protecting the product in the NFL, they say you got to protect the shield for the product for what college football is. That games, those four teams, I think um, it's going to be one hell of a series. Well, they couldn't have what happened in the Big Ten championship happen in against Florida State, Michigan, which looked as their second string quarterback come back from concussion protocol by just you know January first. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he does. But Michigan, and that's only a touchdown difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think ultimately Michigan, Alabama. Like I don't know who's going to win that game. They like, definitely is, don't want a repeat of what happened last year, where TCU gets smacked by Georgia. Yeah, that's why I think Bama's going to win it, dude. I, I mean, not as I mean. Let's be well. Not only that, let's talk about Michigan. TCU beat Michigan in the college playoffs last year. So, you're, Josh, he's like, I don't know who's going to win that game. And one of my buddies, he's an Aggie, and he, dude, I'm gonna tell you, Aggies and long, and, and and Sooners, they're like, congratulations, dude, great year. Yeah, and yeah. that that says a lot for the year yeah. it was. Uh, Sooners, especially because of the way the Big Twelve treated us both. But Aggie said, "Who do you think is going to win?" And I said, "It's hard not to pick Bama." The way they've trended, they beat Georgia. If you beat Georgia, you can beat Michigan. You know, let's be real. And Hardball in that moment kind of pisses down his leg. Yeah, he hasn't got out of the first round. Yeah, got out of the first round. So, dude, but that's what the committee wanted. This conversation for the next month is going to be insane. Yeah, and the damn Longhorns are in it. So that's these, these spreads are as close as they can get too. I mean, the Michigan Bama games at one right now, which is basically Nuts. a pick them. We're favored by four against Washington. I mean, they don't want a situation where a team is a, a double digit underdog. I mean, that's just not fun to watch. You want to put the teams in that could have the closest matchup. And they did that. And ultimately, you know, they, they got it right. Um, and Bama, we've got a lot of Michigan friends, Josh and I, and they are, terrified to play Bama. They were complaining. They're like, why is there like, why is FSU on the field? Like, <laughs> I was with the Michigan They guy wanted yesterday. a cakewalk in, basically. Oh, yeah. Of course. 
hundred percent. You saw the reaction video of the of the Michigan team when they announced that they're playing Bama. They were like, oh, yeah, that says a lot. I know they were. It was it was it was ugly. I did want to know what didn't happen when we were playing USC. We were like, hell yeah, they think they're at the top of the mountain. Somebody has to get knocked off. So that says a lot. Now again, I think they're going to show up. They are a good team, but Bama and Nick Saban in that moment. Again, you think back to Atlanta. I don't know that Nick Saban's lost an SEC championship. He's not gone to some. But I don't think when he's played in, in Atlanta, I don't know if he has lost one. That says uh, a lot. I got to look that up. Dude, I'm not saying. I just don't know. I don't think Georgia didn't play. Uh, Georgia played LSU, one of them. Um, Last year. Right. I think Georgia played LSU, LSU last year, and the year before that, Georgia had been under. Georgia was undefeated in the regular season. Bama beat them with Bryce Young, but then they Georgia won the national championship. At all, so that's what I'm saying, dude. I don't know that Nick Saban's ever lost an SEC championship game. Yeah, that's insane. That, and by the way, you then factor that into the, the the ship in this series. Nobody in this series this year. Washington, us, our first time. Washington's first time. Michigan's what second or third. Second, I believe. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Nick Saban's the favorite. I just, even though we kicked their butt in Tuscaloosa, so yeah, we're not scared of them. But Saban has the experience. His guys have the experience. So it, this is what you want in that final four at the end of the day. Um, if we'd have gotten left out, I'd have been still as happy because we're Big Twelve champs. However, I think they got it right. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I was saying on on the. Um, Oh, look who decided to join us. Look what the cat, that. look right what the cat time, dragged right in, baby. Hey, listen, you thought Toss was gonna miss this and we're now in the damn playoff. Come on, man. No way. <laughs> no way. It. Guys, no way. Oh my gosh, I was celebrating so hard. You can't even you can't even imagine. That's why I'm so late. I was he just celebrating. got up. He just got up. I was <laughs> celebrating so hard. My mom had to wake me up. I had a wedding last night, Q, and in Ooh. Jersey. She I, woke you up for this collection. So my, I'm passed out on the She's couch. My mom goes, what, what are you doing? You got to wake up. I go, what? She goes, it's noon. I go, the games don't start till one, mom. It's East Coast. She goes, the, the selection, the selection. We get selection. We get selected. She goes, she, I go, yeah. She screams, jumps off the couch, goes, fuck, yes. <laughs> runs over to me and jumps on me. She's like, where is it? We going to NOLA? Where are we going to Houston? I was like, oh, my oh, God. Dude, I was like, I'm oh, so hungover yeah. for this. You got to take it. By the way, we're live right here. We're, they're going to see that. Who am I going to see in NOLA? Are, are there plans? Is it tough? It is we would have we would have definitely gone in the game if it was in Pasadena, but it might be tough for a couple of us. Toss, you said you might be, you might be going. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm. I'm figuring it out. Q. You know, people are group texting all over the place, trying to coordinate oh, plans. And I have. I actually have a few friends that are have their weddings in Nola, like right before the game, like on the no, 28th no. and the 29th. Perfect. Yeah. So they're wow. gonna be there, and they're just gonna turn it into a five six day Nola. That might trip. be the best week of their lives. Bro, I'm about to say that's epic. It's, I mean, it's too many days in New Orleans, to be honest, but like with with it ending, you know, with the college football semifinal game, I think it's well worth it. I will say, I got to tell you about this week because Derek Johnson came on here with us and DJ's going into the College Hall of Fame, right? Yep. And so I go to Dallas Friday, play a little golf with some buddies, and I was like, this could be, if we win one of the coolest weekends ever, bam, we kicked their butts. So we're we're happy, we're celebrating, go to dinner last night, celebrate, came back home. 
selection happened, I was actually on a Vaughn Lane coming back. And I had to tell V.Y. I was like, listen, fellas, I'm not even in Austin yet. Like, we're, we're, they're making plans. They're all going to be there. T- hey, I need this ticket. I need that. I'm like, I-, I don't even know what's going on. But then we're all flying to Vegas tomorrow to honor DJ in the Hall of Fame. So, Vince, I mean, there's going to be probably 35 to 40 ex-players in Vegas celebrating DJ with Longhorn donors. So, yes, to the win. And then the selection, this is going to be the epic. Everyone's, it's hilarious to see, hear everyone's college friends all trying to make plans with each other to like <laughs> exactly. figure out, like, <laughs> what are we doing? Where are we going? So, yeah. no, it's, it's, it's pretty freaking cool. Which, I'm, I'm, I'm team Houston, though, to be honest. I said, I said, I go, I would rather, sp- I'd rather spend the dollar to go to Houston because I'm comfortable if I'm there winning or losing yeah. that game and being there. If I went to New Orleans, which would be my third time in New Orleans in, in less than a year. And well, a couple, including the time I'm going in January, and we lost to the Huskies, I would be pissed. So, yeah, well, it's a loss either way, right? Like if we lose, then you lo- waste your money. But if we win, then you got to spend more money to get to Houston. So you yeah, can't go just yeah, one, not true. the other. And exactly. And certainly, y'all young men, y'all young men, young couples, and all that stuff. That's a smart move. If you go, it's awesome. But to see how it plays out and 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 all of that makes all the sense in the world. Because let's be real. We take care of business in that game. We're only going to be fighting ourselves. The oh, tickets yeah. are going to be insane. And it's yeah. going to be Longhorns bidding on Longhorns, regardless of who come on the other end. And so, um, but again, we haven't been in this situation in a long time. Do they set yeah. aside a certain amount of tickets for like each school? So or? that's actually a situation with the Big 12. Speaking of the booze, they only allotted us 8,500 tickets in 100,000 seat stadium they continue and then giving gunny let, let, let's digress a little bit giving gunny the freaking coach of the year he did a hell of a job sure. coaching let's be real but if there was no big 12 championship sark wins a big 12 only in the year three after going five and seven 75 boom you know 11 and one that's a no-brainer but they kept doing dumb crap and adding fuel to our fire so thank you big 12 thank you for the booze again and so it's just we're in a pretty damn good spot to be where we are, baby. Can I tell you why he's well, coach of the year? Can I tell you why he's coach of the year? For real? Bringing in Murphy, bringing in Arch, bringing in Jonathan Brooks, everything he did right there, that's a player's coach. Well, the, the, the past the sweat where he does the Heisman. I mean, it's, dude, it's – He's a man so of the – he's a real coach. Levels, yeah. He, I mean, how do you – and I laugh because I say, by the way, all his moves – for me, screen confidence in that game. You don't plan Brooks putting on the uniform if you don't plan on putting them out there. Yeah, you yep. put sweat in in that position. Everybody and their mama thinking it's downhill, and boom, you throw it to sweat. Are you kidding me? Defensive player of the year. By the way, the best quote ever: "The defensive player of the year had more touchdowns in that game than the offensive player of the year for the Big 12. That is a <laughs> that yeah, is right. a bar. Just a just a forewarning to any coach, college pros. When a guy like Sweat, like when JJ Watt used to go in for the Texans, they're gonna go to him or they're gonna use him. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I well, never, I, I get surprised. Just, just to block, exactly. Mm-hmm. And even if he is, like, maybe they give him the fullback dive, right? Because then I know he was lined up on as a tight end in that play. Not. Yeah, as I, I want to go back to Ollie Gordon really quickly because he was, uh, he, he, was, he was running his mouth a little bit, you know, going into the locker room saying "f Texas," and guess what? 
We held you to 34 yards, punched you in the mouth. You couldn't get anything done against the top rush defense in the Big 12, number four rush defense in the nation. And I said to these guys when we previewed this matchup that if Texas puts together another dominant rushing defensive game against the number one running back in the country, there's no way they can deny us. Oh, yeah. They didn't. No way. Absolutely not. They saw that. And Tech, I mean, he was like number six, number five. And, and that's yeah. and then you go back as much as they say it was early in the season. Our defense now, listen, Bama's good, man. They made some plays. They made a couple of really good plays, especially Milro. But what we did to their rushing attack, when you really dive down to statistically where we fit, I'm gonna tell you the, the, the craziest thing too why they had to put us in. We have the 11th hardest schedule in the country. Mm-hmm. Bama was like 30 ish, low 30s. Georgia was in the 60s. You beat Alabama at home by double digits, and we all said after that show, we were like, listen, fellas, that shit could have been worse. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, Bama beats Georgia in a neutral site. You're like, when they're the sixth against hardest schedule, which is interesting for us going to the SEC because it, the stats matter. But how do you not? And and you even Alabama, um, what's my man? Um, he won it in oh he won it in no, not oh nine, two thousand McElroy. McElroy, he's so real about it. He's like, listen, guys, I get it. I'm a Bama dude, but how can you not put in Texas? Yeah. Yeah. In this scenario. So it's ESPN and, and the talking heads, including ourselves, although we're biased, um, got it right and talked a lot more about what a, just what a phenomenal season, fellas. Well, I think no, they also said, like, by and large, the ICC had a pretty piss poor year as a conference in total and Bama and Georgia were pretty much mopping the floor with the rest of the conference. And so that's why Georgia's stats looked inflated. Bama and Georgia both played semi close games against their opponents this season, you know, so there was a case for them to get left out for sure, but I get it. I mean, they've won 13 of the last 17 national championships for that conference. Like they have, they have to like take that into consideration a little bit here because they have been the dominant conference, but yeah, I mean, you can't – when the, the arguments of, like, Bama being a different team than they were in week two when we beat them is ridiculous. It's the same quarterback. In fact, he got benched after that game. Yeah. Same roster. What's the point of putting that matchup on the schedule if you're not going to count it? I agree with that, but I also do think that the team – like, our team, too. Like I, a think, lot of teams, I think both they, teams are better, to be I honest. Teams, yeah, yeah. I think both teams are better. Like, they had Burton – I tossed texted us. He was like – how crazy is it that Burton and Mitchell leave Georgia and they're now both in the college football playoffs? The best well, I'm, like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm watching Georgia play against Alabama and McConkie's like limping around the field. I'm like, put in your third or fourth string wide receiver. Give them a chance because this guy, he can't even, he can barely walk, like let alone uh, jog. Oh, wait, they and, transferred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Burton right across from them catches a touchdown against his former team, A.D. Mitchell, first TD in the uh, in the Big in the Big 12 championship and was obviously second team all Big 12 should have been first team in my opinion but sure. those guys were, were were sorely missed by Georgia yesterday and it's yeah I mean I'm glad the committee did what what they needed to do and like Kirby Smart had comments obviously uh, you know but like you said Q they had the 60th heart or easiest record hardest record sorry in in college football so you know y- you we, we get the benefit of playing Alabama and that obviously helps us in, in the college football committees or college football playoff committees mind. Um, it didn't really help FSU cause they also beat an sec team as well at the beginning of the season by 20 points um, who played Bama relatively close in, in LSU. So yeah. 
I'm glad that we well, got the we got that rewarded to us. They didn't, but I understand why Bama's in there. You know, you have to. Well, and the thing is, and, and Bama beat a, uh they beat LSU this year too. But yeah, it was close, but they beat them. Yeah. That's the thing. Truth be told, forget the SEC history of what they've done in this game. The reason Bama got in is because Florida State's quarterback is out. That, that, that's it in a nutshell. You know, ultimately, we're not saying Bama's not one. Bama's one of the top four teams, absolutely, because FSU's quarterback got hurt. And that's what the criteria is in the selection. I'm so glad they call it selection because it's not a playoff. Next year, we have a playoff. Both will be in and everything will figure itself out. And unfortunately, with their backup quarterback or their backup backup quarterback, FSU's going to lose in the first round. And we all know that that and was an atrocious game last night. Wiped up too. And, and so that's what you're trying to avoid. But right, that's how it works itself out. That's why 12 is you talk about the final year in this format and the really the exclamation point on why this format needs to go away. Mm. Thankfully, we benefited from it. And weirdly, they finally got something right in it, you know. Yeah, right. And so it's it just sometimes universe aligns itself and it works out the way it does, but yeah, no, we even with the history of the SEC, Georgia, Kirby Smart was very mouthy. Bro, you control your destiny. So did we. Yeah. So did Washington. They played uh, – we both – well, we didn't because of the, the new deal. But Washington did the hard deal. They beat Oregon twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way, 100%. Of course, a little mouthy too, so I was happy about that. Dan but, Lanning? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know you know where you know where he comes from, though. He's, he's Kirby Smart's coach. He was Kirby Smart's D.C. Oh, you're right. I did. There you, there you, yeah, there Mildly you go. Both of them are. But uh, I, I, I think it's ahead. a great point, though. No, about this being the juncture from going to the 14 playoff into the 12 team playoff, because I actually firmly believe if we were sticking with the 14 playoff for the next three years, that FSU would be in this year. I think they actually they they might have weighed the decision in a different capacity, but I think they're acknowledging that if FSU stays in the ACC, which presumably they will, at least for the next few years they'll be back in the top 12 teams in the country yeah. in the next two years and get into that, that 12 team playoff and have a chance at it. It's, it's unfortunate because like Jordan Travis, you know, he tweeted out, he was like, I wish my leg, I wish I broke my leg earlier. So you've got yeah, a chance a to see, tweet. to see the rest of these guys play. And I, and I, I, I can't remember who it was, but I saw another tweet me. yesterday that yeah. was like, you are taking away everything from the rest of the players on this team by, by only honing in on the fact that they're, their starting QB isn't going to be there. And I completely agree with that. And I know Booger had a, he had a lot of gripes with, with the decision to not include Florida state, which listening to everyone else in college football talk, talking heads, Texas was never even a part of that. We were going to be three, no matter what. And that's to me, which gave me so much peace of mind was like, it was never between us, Bama, Georgia, and FSU. It was us as three. And then the rest of those teams were right. completely different. Even if Georgia won, we would have been four and both of them would have been out. And then, exactly. Right. And then, it and didn't matter. We took, once we took care of business the way we did, it didn't matter. You know, I, I, I think though, it's really interesting. Our mutual friend, Quan, uh, his name's Will. He knows absolutely nothing about sports. <laughs> Goes to the game, talks to the goes to the bar, talks to the girls. You know, and the, he he doesn't want he doesn't play a he's like a gamer. Attention. He's a gamer. <laughs> he texts me, he goes, "Why is FSU not in?" Give him the explanation that you just gave, Quan, about Jordan Travis. He goes, "So technically, isn't one of the most interesting games, if not the most interesting game, to start FSU versus Georgia? Because if FSU beats Georgia, like Bama beat Georgia, then that really shows that FSU probably should have been in the playoff." 
And I was Which, like, by the way, is phenomenal. He's right. That's going to be a hell of a game to watch. I was like, wow, that is some serious outside the box thinking of someone who's like not like in the box talking about it all the time and not considering a scenario. But it's so, so as true. Far, as far as I am about the being in the playoff, you know what college football did? Those other bowl games that has been a dying breed that we're going to watch them. There's some yeah. intriguing games and ironically through 12. Through yeah. about 12, 13, 14, we're like, I want to see this matchup. I want to see that matchup. I want right. to see this game. So that's what's so cool about the way it worked itself out for yeah. everybody other than Florida yeah. State. They're giving they're us a lot of pissed off, but it's it's gonna be a fun bowl season, which again we, we Bama's in it, so there's still an SEC team in it, especially a Nick Saban team in it. But Michigan, as we talked about in the beginning, um, it's a one point line because we'll see how that goes. Harbaugh will be back. Um, hopefully, he doesn't have any friends or family in Tuscaloosa in the next month. <laughs> but we, we're going to see how it plays itself out. They're a yeah. good team too, man. It's it's four really good teams. I'm excited. But I'm excited about some of these other matchups, like you're saying. Like, I want to see what Missouri can do against Ohio State. Like, yeah. Zoo's been like in like no one's been talking about them all year. They are the number nine team in the nation. Like, very yep. sneaky. Give like, us a they, lot of hypotheticals of like what next year will look like. Exactly. Like, can they hang with Ohio State? Who a lot, okay. of, a lot of QBs that will be playing. Because you talk about Penn State, right? Aller is going to play. Yeah. You talk yeah. about McCord. McCord's going to play because he he might be auditioning for another job or staying at Ohio State. Like, there, you know, Florida State's backup obviously will play. Um, I I expect Carson Beck to play. He's not going to the draft. Like, there's so many of these guys that we typically wouldn't get because there's a lot of good, talented young QBs in college football. Um, and and then we've got you know the QB ready guys like Penix and or sorry, the NFL ready guys like Penix and Quinn and, and um, McCarthy that are in, and maybe not Milrow, but, but maybe Milrow's auditioning maybe for both. an NFL a job as well. Right. And like next year, if he's next year, he'll be back and he'll, and, and yeah. he can build up a stock. Yeah. Dude, that's actually Tyler, there's something you brought up. That's so intriguing. We're in an NIO era. Last time we played Georgia in the sugar bowl. Oh, you know, four guys set out. Right. I think what this transition is going to do is, they are going to play their bowl games. Oh, yeah. That top 12, they're going to be like, I can drink I my stock. I can win the natty. It's 100%. amazing because we get knee deep into all the things, all the moving parts, and we have to. But what this is going to – this is how you fix guys sitting out bowl games. Yeah, if you're yeah. in the top 12, it still matters. You can win. And so I hadn't even thought about that, but you're right. All these guys are coming back. They are going to play. They are going to – try to raise their stock. They're going to play good on good. And yeah. not that, you know, let's be real. Everybody in the conference is not very good. But now you're in the mix trying to win a natty for your team. So kudos for, one, just the year we've had, because we are certainly a horns up. But the transition and the way it's trending, um, yeah. it's going to be some damn good football played yeah, on the collegiate level. Storybook ending for sure. I want yeah. to quickly touch on the game itself, Yeah, the, the Big 12 championship game. Look, all the things that we've been calling for all season long, get Jatavian the ball more, get Keelan Robinson the ball more, you know, spread out the ball. AD and, and Xavier, not just one of them have big games. Both of them have big games. Jordan Whittington, yeah, getting four catches, 48, you know, just hustling nonstop. Quinn taking care of the ball besides that one brutal pick. But, like, 
you know, setting the all-time record in a championship game in the first half, like right, right away for touchdowns and for passing yards. Like everything that we've called for all season was just shine here. And I think Sark really just wanted to show the world all of the tricks and toys and everything he's got at his disposal to show like, hey, this is the team that we have. This is the most complete game I've seen all season. Well, and you know what? And I'm going to tell you We why. said that last week. <laughs> I was about to say, dude. I was like, I thought the same damn thing last week. But you got last week. You got a block punt. You got a great punt return. You got a kickoff return. So full every phase, it was the best game last week. Complete game. I remember being in kind of late second quarter and going, damn, dude, this is the best game I think Sark has called. Definitely yeah. on the offensive side. On the offensive side. I was like. Dude, I mean, Those play calls were dialing dialing them up. I mean, it's third and 11. We're not even blinking. Boom, Mitchell for 12. You know, Sanders with a screen. Jay Witt with a double move out. I was just like, oh, my goodness. He gash. is gash after gashing gash. them. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, Mitchell, I mean, it was a third and like six. And um, AD did a freaking, which they did too, and we got a PI on it. But he did a freaking double move out and up on the long bomb. Quinn playing is crazy. So let's give, by the way, let's give kudos to the guys in the trenches. Because Quinn had plenty of time. One sack. Plenty of time. Beautiful. So, man, it was just, I'm right there with you, man. With such a complete game, um, one by 28, it could have been 50 again. Mm. And and just kudos to all things kind of working itself out. And Sark talks a lot locally about culture and the way the guys celebrate together um, on every level. I don't know if y'all saw, we, we honestly, I actually didn't see sweat do the Heisman real time, but you know what I did see was the freaking Longhorn party on the sideline. Yep. I, dude, I had goosebumps and there had a lot of things I had, had goosebumps since. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Oklahoma, Oklahoma state was watching that too. They put yeah. it on the jumbotron. They were looking across the field, going, "Damn, Damn. <laughs> we, we have not." Um, okay, guys, let's. And, and by the way, the fourth quarter, Oklahoma State, with all due respect, said, "Can we just get out of this game because it can get worse?" Yeah. And so that's what's so cool about the complete game. Sark, masterful job, and his staff on just calling the game and game planning. And I'm, I'm gonna tell you, having three weeks to plan for what's happening on New Year's Day. Ooh, baby. Yeah, I mean, we look, we need it because X goes down with angle injury, needs to nurse that a little bit. I'm sure he'll be healthy by then. But sure. also, I love that we weren't getting too cute sometimes with some of the play call. Just getting the ball like in the flats or like a screen to to uh, Jatavian, you know, and, and letting him kind of work. And Toss, you brought up something really important. The receivers that we have block their asses off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's a culture thing itself as well. Getting the most was- physical guys out there. Yeah, it was it was something, and obviously, Wit, you know, he's a vet. AD is a big, big guy, but Worthy's, you know, he's what buck seventy five. Like he's not a big dude, yeah. but like with pads on, so <laughs> right, right. But the technique is there, and I think yes. it was something that it was something that Coach Choice mentioned as well post game. Um, and, and you know, it makes all the difference when a guy like Jaden Blue gets gets to the outside and he's got the speed, but if he doesn't have the blocks, like you know, guys will wrap him up. So it was such a complete victory and on offense like things were clicking in a way that i i called for like i think it was like week seven or whatever and i was like we kind of look like we could look like san francisco like the 49ers a little bit because it's just 
get our guys in space and they will make things happen. And, and Quinn in the post game even said that he was kind of like, I, I just kind of get my guys the ball. Like that's, that's yeah, all I got to yeah. really do. And they'll, they'll make job. the rest happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think a couple of things for you guys. I would like to see us really now that we have some time figure out the run game a little bit better without Brooks. Now that that's not like, we're not on the fly doing that. I, I mean, I know mm-hmm. Keelan, I just don't think we've been running like Baxter is not running the ball as well as I would like him to be. I don't think that's a crazy take. I think the first game after he had a hundred blue had a hundred the next, I think it's by committee. And I would like to see someone emerge as like a real, I mean, I know Keyone has had some big plays. That's like I saying like, I need Brooks to be, in my opinion, that's like saying I need Brooks to be Bijan. I think ultimately you're going to have special talents in certain guys and they're going to run it a little bit differently. But I think by, com- I think we've still been pretty damn balanced. I thought the explosives were there, but Josh, I, I am with you. I think to get a little bit more specific on it, just ensuring that on first we're getting more than two yards. And and you have to give a little bit of credit to Oklahoma State. They have one of the best linebackers in the country on their team. One of the best college tacklers I've seen. That guy, what's his name? I'm forgetting his name, but it's worth mentioning. Yeah, Nicholas Martin. Martin was all over the place. He led the Big 12 in tackles, and he made a real impact in that game, I thought, on first and second when we tried yeah. to run. Um, so I think it's just about being effective there and getting four to five and Baxter's young, right? Like I still think he, you know, he's not quite seeing holes like JB or obviously like Bijan was. And I think that'll get better progressively. Um, but that, that was something I was keyed in on too, Josh. I, I think like, you're, that's I, what I mean yeah, by that. I, guess I, yeah. I, yeah. I don't mind no, the committee I, though. I, I think yeah. I, I'm, I'm in like, on the committee. I, I take the committee. The, but thing I was is, like, the thing is like, I think it presents a lot of uncertainty for defenses where they're like, okay, what are they going to do when Keelan Robinson's in? Okay. What are, Jaden Blue has something that's a little different than what Baxter has. And then Savion Red has something. I mean, obviously yeah. he's only used for for like Wildcat and then towards the end of the game. But like all these guys have different weapons at their disposal. So I think it kind of gives you more opportunities to get more creative with your play call rather than just being one-dimensional and having your true running back just run it up the gut and you know exactly what's coming. So mm-hmm. I like, I mean, we rush five yards a carry. You know, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly my point. I'm sitting there going. Dude, five yards of carry is pretty damn good. Especially yeah, it's good. When, with, with committee. And you don't have a special talent. By the way, all these guys are great. And they're young. And they're inexperienced. So they have their stuff. But for me, by committee, if you're getting five yards of pop, everything else is wide ass open. Your mm-hmm. screen game is wide open. Your, yeah. your special package with, you know, um, Robinson is Keelan is wide open, you know, Back, you know, really the, the different runs you're doing. I love our freaking when we're short yardage on fourth down, and I mean, we I mean, we're averaging probably what's funny because sometimes I'm not a fan of it throwing the ball, but when we run and it's our butt push version yeah. of pitching it out and all the different gadgets we've done, they've been yeah. so good with Sanders. But really, going, I back mean, to it's it, like they I load the. The sand, the Sanders impact on fourth down on conversions is is ridiculous because, like you said, we had it was the tush push and we kind of we did that little jet sweep action with him and he took it up to the left side. He's for such first an down. athlete. And I'm, then I'm some, pretty confident he's gonna be the second tight end taken in the draft. So confident, Bowers. So confident, he's a real this talent. Year? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Don't think he's leaving. Gone. I think so. I think he might be borderline first to. He's a border, He's a. He's like a. He's a. He's on PFF. I think he's the fifty-second ranked prospect out of everybody. Damn. <laughs> he, I mean, how how good is he when he's healthy? He, when he, oh, he's phenomenal. That's yeah. my point. The health, though. I, I think he could be the first tight end taken, and that his agent better tell him that's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I, for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I think I was like one of the like things I wanted to post to you guys and maybe we can kind of end on this. Quinn, we talked about Quinn staying to be quote unquote the first QB taken next year. Um, and look, if he plays like this, like if he plays like he did, you know, like, the other day, yesterday, hard, to go with it. he's going to have some hardware to go with it and he will be the Absolutely. first quarterback taken. But A, if he goes on a run, there's no more Bo Nix. Bo Nix is probably done. If he goes on a run, if McCarthy looks bad, Bo Nix is done. If if Penix doesn't look as good. I was about Quinn, to say, if he outplays Penix. If he outplays Penix. If he, if he, if he goes all the way and has a run like that, he may play himself really into the first round. It could be the third quarterback taken behind May and Caleb Williams. So there's a sh- he's got a lot to play for, obviously, for himself, other than just the national championship. But I wanted to ask you guys, because someone threw this in my group text, where does he rank right now amongst all-time UT quarterbacks? Quinn Ewers. Um, for me, T3? I, think, I think he's either three or four. He's not. He hasn't passed Colt. He hasn't passed Vince, and I don't know if he ever will. But then there's that that argument that you know Sam played four great years with us. I and, say Sam, you can't fault Sam for having he yeah, couldn't Tom. pick his coaches. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I, I would <laughs> say, but if Quinn wins this game against Washington, I think he's ahead of Sam. Yeah, I think I would say four right now, but could be three. Can never be two. I honestly don't. No. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean no. to. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't no, mean. I take I, that back. I take that back. If he, he wins won a national championship. He's number two. I love Colt's death, but Colt didn't win a natty as a starter. So if Quinn finds a way to win a natty, sorry, you that, that matters. Rings is what it's about. So he'll he'll get up there. Man, I, right now, because he's such a small sample size, man. Yeah, 100%. Like, like, I, I got Vince. I got Colt. Man, I even – I got – Apple yeah. White Splash. What about Sam, Street? You know? <laughs> I got Street. I have James Brown, man. Sam's- I have so many. Do- Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, Quinn, in my opinion, <laughs> I can't answer that question until after De- January 1st. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and because I'm not just – because they made it. it it's you know, Y'all ever see Eddie Murphy Raw? He said, don't get married. If you haven't had sex in, in two months and you do it, don't get married after that because he said eat that same cracker two, <laughs> two <laughs> months straight. And and you, it might not be the one you think. <laughs> but ultimately, Quinn right now is doing great. But by the way, Malik won two of those games for us. It wasn't pretty, but it, he got it done. And so Quinn hadn't even played a full season yet. So I'm yeah, not going to really. put him in our top three when he has a year and a half tops of, of sample, you know, we're fired up because shit, we had one in a very, very long time. We are, we have been starving for 12 years. Mm-hmm. So give me some grass and I'm going to be happy. And I'm not saying Quinn is that Quinn is actually, I mean, he was phenomenal this game. And when he's in, we, we, we're happy he's on our squad. I'm a big Quinn fan, but um, as far as rankings, 
I have to reserve that until after this yeah, plays we, itself out. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you, we've been starving. You're right. We've been eating one grain of rice pretty much for our meal every <laughs> exactly. single every they single year. A fish. Oh, we got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we have a full a full meal, right? Like that's the thing is it's our our whole team. It, yeah, is good. It's it's the entirety of our roster. It's it's you know uh, our coaches are phenomenal, dude. Our coaches. It's Muhammad oh, as a yeah. true freshman making an impact, right? That's what I Brooks. It's, Brooks. Yeah, it's guys coming out of the woodwork who are young to make an impact on in, in important games. It's our vets who are doing it as well. Like we're not the same team we have been in the last ten yeah. years, and it's just right. so blatantly obvious. And I I will say just looking ahead a little bit and obviously like we'll have previews, you know, for, for the Washington game, but we get a lot of pressure, but we haven't necessarily converted on that pressure throughout the year consistently. Um, Michael Penix is a guy that extends plays and finds receivers when plays are broken. He's great off script and he's got some really talented wide receivers. Our DBs are, you know, they've given up pass plays. Um, that's, that's what they've done at certain points in this Oklahoma state game. Like I was less worried about it because we were, containing the run and that's what we were looking to do we wanted to force their qb yeah, to make we plays one dimensional exactly but but michael Penix is a is not the same guy um mm-hmm. as oklahoma state's quarterback so we have a lot of time to prepare but that's one thing at least for our defensive side of the ball that i'm going to be looking for um for us yep. to make quick adjustments and get to the quarterback and, and make plays when we get that's to extra them. time for ryan watsky healthy too yeah, yeah. yeah we're gonna be missing Derek williams for the for the first half because he got call with a bogus targeting call in the kickoff that was awful yeah but i I do want to just end it with this this really quickly yeah we mentioned it about jb getting in the backfield in the last play right and q you've been saying this from the get-go when sark comes in here that he is different he's changing this culture and that this just feels like a completely different vibe and that right there says everything i need to know about the man that he is and how he's leading people no, that's right on, man. I it's a brand again. Um, the party on the sideline that, that that starts from the top, right? You know, um, that, and I was way too busy going crazy, and I didn't see that when it happened. Um, getting Malik in, you know, we're not sure what Malik's future is, but saying Malik, you came back, dude. We're in a Big Twelve championship. Get you a few plays. Yeah. But yeah. guess what? Just in case, here, let's get Arch in there too. Those. Listen, football's a game in inches, but the game psychologically is about the small things. When Sark went off about culture and he's talking about not having to tell guys to pick up stuff, that starts with him as well. And so those very intentional things he does for his players, giving them the exposure needed, advocating and supporting them and the stuff they do, it goes a very long way. So, man, I told, like we said, we've talked about it a million times and I was like, damn it. I don't know where I am from a Kool-Aid standpoint on wins and losses, but I'm (laughs) knee deep swan diving in the Kool-Aid Kool-Aid of of Sark. And and, um, my man, he has a big 12 chance. I mean, listen, y'all know there's not many people on this planet that I love more than Mac Brown. Mac Brown has two. Sark has one in year three, you know, and, and, and to leave the conference. So uh, trending in a phenomenal position, fellas, how does it feel to be Big 12 champs in this son of a beast? Yeah. We've never experienced this. Right. Students will tell you that. We have never experienced this. By the way, Will Matthews got a good shout out from a boy who took over the sideline. He comes up. This son of a beast. He's talking about, hey, Q, thank you for taking all those L's. I said, fool, I took it for the team and handed you. I said, literally, I He's handed the him the keys because of how much I trusted Sark. I said, I could have quit that a long time ago. 
but I did it because of my trust in Sark and kudos to Sark for making me Longhorn Nation and all of us proven right. And so uh, and he, of course, walked that back. He's like, no, 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 thank you so much. This is amazing. But um, just, man, so many involved, man. Like I said, and I think we started with this, Toss, starting with L-Type, going to Milliken at Chancellor, President Hartzell, Nancy, his right hand, CDC. I mean, we, dude, we are back in a position and that's everybody says, are we back? We are back relevant. That's what matters. You know, ultimately, I think those outside of Longhorn Nation, like what does being back mean? What being back mean is we're very nationally relevant. Mm-hmm. And per Sark and his staff and his development and our leadership, I think we're going to be here for a while. So yeah. damn right yeah. we are. We need to be consistently back. And I will say it'll hopefully bleed into other sports as well. Women's basketball took care of business against UConn this weekend. So, I mean, that's, Huge. that's, that's everything Huge. you need to know about what that, how it's feeling right now. On when it rains, it pours, baby. When it rains, it's it pours. contagious, man. It's contagious <laughs> across the way. But what's funny is RT is, you know, I think they play UConn tonight. You best believe he was in Dallas yesterday. You know, Rodney Terry was there showing love, you know, seeing president Hartzell and all his bosses and hanging out. And he's like, thank God what Sark is doing because it truly bleeds over. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, it truly it's the 40 acres is looking pretty good. And honestly, they've been winning longer than us. And <laughs> now football has picked up the slack. So um, it's in a good place. Here's a we, we leave the Big 12. You know, Sark gets his Big 12 championship, but we're also four and three leaving instead of three and four, which is nice. I like being yeah. over 500 in Big 12 championships. Yeah. But we also we the, the being back thing, Q, like it's a. It's an important thing. Like Michigan has been to the college football semifinal, but they haven't gotten to the college football right. final, right? So this game is really important for us that mm-hmm. when we, not just getting there, but then, you know, building the winning culture is what we've done this entire right. year. And Q, you kept reminding us of that, but finishing is something as well. And that's, you know, if, if we can finish ahead of schedule, even like that would be so, so important to our program. But I have no doubt that, you know, heading to the SEC, that we will continue to recruit better. We will we will bring more players into the locker room and we will continue to win. And, you know, it's it's your Mac obviously is pissed that we're leaving, but I love that CDC was the first guy when he walked off the stage to give him a handshake and, and send him on his way. That was that was fantastic work Kick there by rocks, CDC. Our guy. Bro, with class, I think, listen, he can't say our fans are classes. He brought the booze on himself. For but sure. our admin, even Sark, tried to, to calm the booze down. And our and Quinn too. I love that. And Quinn, and then CDC gave him his due. You know, all of our folks said what's up, and it just kudos to where we are. When I say leadership, it's about wins and losses, sure, but it's about true leadership and those guys in a first class way, which is why we didn't even, you know, embrace the hate was a conversation at one point. I was like, you embrace it by going to win. You don't have to say anything. If he's handing you the trophy, right. and that's what we did. So kudos to all those, and uh, and, and I'm happy for Longhorn Nation, baby. We across this, this is just the country, start. It's only it December third. We get to we get to do this type of show, getting getting jazz, getting stoked for another for another 28 days, baby. Dude, <laughs> it's gonna be great. Uh, it, it is sweet. It is sweet. Yeah, well, well, guys, congrats to everybody. Enjoy Vegas. Enjoy Vegas, Q. Hey, congrats to my boy, Derek Johnson, man. He's one of the best in the business. One we got to get him pe- to run it back. We got to get him on. We will, man. Yeah. One of the best people in the business. And um, flying out tomorrow with um, Rackpo, Jamal, 
a few of the guys. It's gonna be so it's gonna be so fun, man. Yeah. But this helps when, when you're going over there as Big 12 champs. Uh I, I was like, man, my first time in Vegas, it's gonna be mild. Uh that may have just changed. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be celebratory, oh, but yeah. it's gonna be fun. It's going to be a good time. Uh, hit the blackjack tables for us, Q, uh, <laughs> and have a blast. Fisher, Tasopolis, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Crider, the, the Quan Cosby. We are Big 12 champs. We're the number three team Hell, in the nation. We are yeah. going to the college football playoff against the Washington Huskies in the Sugar Bowl. Emphatic fashion, Quinn Ewers with a beautiful belt. We will see you guys next time. Get your horns up. We out you. We love you. Hook them. Hook them, baby. <laughs>